You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Well, good day, everyone. It's Justin here. And one of the great things about doing this podcast is that we've been able to meet some really cool people and not just the team behind Bluey, but people from all over the world. And just recently, I spoke to US filmmaker Joe Gajunas. Now, he was in Brisbane uh, filming a documentary called Grown Up Dad. That's all about the evolution of fatherhood. And we got a tip off that Joe is a massive Bluey fan. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Joe Gajunas, director of the upcoming documentary, Grown Up Dad. Bingo! Pink car! Go Rainbow! Hooray! You're the best dad in the world! Really? Now, Joe is the founder of Veracity Studios in Philadelphia. He's currently in Brisbane filming a documentary called Grown Up Dad. And we hear that maybe you've just been inspired by a Brisbane local called Bandit Healer. Thanks for talking to us, Joe. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much. I know you've been on the plane for a long time, <laughs> so I really appreciate you making some time to uh, to have a chat well, to thank us. Thank you for getting us outdoors because, yes, 31 hours in planes is not um, the most enjoyable experience, but now you've brought us... I'm standing in a Bluey episode right now. Like I'm so excited. My smile is so big. Now, just to, just to paint the picture for, um, for the listeners, we're standing right next to the arbor where Bluey and Bingo sort of do the ice cream waltz in the episode Ice Cream. Um, but we haven't really picked a great day for it. It's very grey in Brizzy today. And normally this time of year, yeah, this is the time to be here. So we really appreciate you um, coming and hanging out. That's um, great. And we love meeting other Bluey fans from, from all over the world. It's like... I do too. Um, it's almost like the success of the show in the States, especially now as, you know, coming full circle, meeting, mm-hmm. meeting yourself. What's your take on Brisbane? You've only been here a few hours. Does it live up to what's shown off in, in Bluey? Oh, it's, it's a beautiful city. And where you've brought us here right now, um, it's so green and luscious. And uh, I wish more cities had so much wonderful public open space like this. This is great. And it's a beautiful city. The clouds are, it's adding character, the whole everything today. So we're good. This is great. Before we dive into the doco, yeah. tell me about your introduction to Bluey. Oh. When did you first discover this family of, you know, talking dogs from Australia? And, and did it take you long to figure out that this wasn't just your average kids show? That's a great question. Um, in the States, we got introduced to Bluey a couple of years later. So, but I argue it's actually one of the best times that we did. Uh, it was the summer of 2020 where Disney um, started uh, bringing it to the States. And we're in the height of the pandemic. We're in lockdowns. My wife and I both work full time. And, you know, honestly, at this point, screen limitations that we would put on our son are out the window. And TV, I'm sad to say, like had become babysitter from time to time. You know, mm, like yeah, you're yeah. you're watching and you're just like, you need to do an hour of work, you need to do a Zoom call, like put on something. And I'm, you know, not my favorite part of parenting to say that, but you just needed to have that happen. But all of a sudden, after like the eighty thousandth episode of Paw Patrol, I'm like, can we do something else? And we come across Bluey. And all of a sudden we're laughing, we're crying, and we're enjoying the show as a family. And there's something about Bluey that brings the family together. You know, normally a kid's show, you might walk away from it, but this is like, I want to sit down. I want to watch it because the show is as much for me as it is for my son. And so we we found Bluey and the first episode we got was Keepy Uppy. And I was like, I was like watching a mirror of our own family because 
the, there is something actually my own family does plays this game called balloon bop which is something very similar where we take these like pool floaties and try to keep the balloon from ba- like breaking on yeah, the ground yeah. and I could we're just laughing hysterically because like we've lived that episode and we're like who is Joe Brum how did he get in our brains like how did he do this and then we saw Daddy Robot and then Barbecue and I love Grillin and all of a sudden we're just we're hooked I think for a lot of parents the mind explosion was we're kind of watching our lives reflected on the screen. Like, yeah. I know I felt that. Absolutely. Was there a favourite episode early on for you? You've mentioned a couple there, but, you know, <laughs> has there been a favourite? For me, there are so many. Uh, but beginning of season two when we received it with Dance Mode and Hammer Barn, I, those are still two of my favourites to this day. And I love the interaction between the parents on this too. Sometimes even dance mode. Oh, when Shilly's like, bandit, no, like it's not good parenting. Like we've all lived that moment with our spouse at some point, right? Okay, look, I'm going to buy your last dance mode off you for uh, 10, no, 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 20 bucks. Bandit, no. Whoa, $20 bucks. What is great about the show and why it's really, I think, different is because the parents are accountable to their kids, to each other. And it's something that really isn't shown or expressed in TV and in media. And so when we watch this, I think there's so many fans because they're finally seeing something that is both honest and and different. Now, I hate, I hate to name drop, but when uh, we spoke to Joe Brum all those years ago, um, you know, one of the things he mentioned was... I'm very was, jealous, I'm very jealous. <laughs> you know, one of the things he pointed out was an, an episode uh, called Takeaway, you know, the bush wee and waiting for the spring rolls. And he, he pointed out that, um, you know, when you're making a kid's show, if you make the hero the grown-up, then all of a sudden people start shouting at you and saying, you can't do that, you can't do that. Mm. Um, but he was adamant that in certain episodes of Bluey, they could actually make the grown-ups the hero yeah. and then it would work. Um, what, what do you think about um, the kind of the lens of Bluey? Because a lot of it, and I think as dads we can relate, obviously a lot of what Bluey shows off is Joe's uh, parenting journey. Mm-hmm, what what mm-hmm. do you think about this, this show that's kind of seen through the lens of a father? Bandit is, I, he is one of the a really unique character. And I, I use the word unique properly here because I call him kind of like perfectly imperfect you know there's something about him that like when you're you're watching you're like okay this is a dad who is present he's fun he's genuine he makes you love fatherhood and then at the same time he's also making mistakes too but he's making himself accountable he's trying to fix things he recognizes that he's not perfect in this and and look for for basically 75 years of television or when what viewers first saw at the beginning of TV, you've got like the father knows best, the authoritative dad who is, you know, who's there, but only, you know, to like enforce the rules, not really present. Later in the late 80s and 90s, we're getting a bumbling dad, a foolish mm, dad yeah, yeah. who, who, you know, is lovable, who's funny. I laughed. These are, these are comedies, but is largely incapable of doing really the simplest of parenting tasks. And then all of that pressure falls on mom. And honestly, as I'm looking at TV, I'm like, that's not the dad I want to be. None of these dads really represented who I was trying to be for my own son. And so when I see Bandit, I'm like, this is something new. He is changing things. There is a pendulum shift here. And 
you know, I don't think it's purposeful, but it just, as in the writing, as his character has developed, there's something so honest and lovable, but he's capable. And that's just really something that's different. And I know he gets a little bit of a bad rap for being too perfect. Like, he's gotten some of that criticism. And I just say, look, for 75 years of TV, all we've gotten are bumbling authoritative dads. We've got a thousand bad dads. Could we have one good dad? Can you just back off right now and just like let us have Bandit and let's see where this goes. One of my favorite uh, moments of Bandit in the show was in uh, the episode Grannies where he comes down the stairs with the laundry. I'm going to put these wet clothes on the line. Put these... oh! uh... And never had I ever felt so seen because I was a dad who did the laundry <laughs> no. and in stark contrast to my dad, who never really, and no criticism of my dad, but in the mm. 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of expectations Mm-mm. on dads. You went no. to work, you made some money, you put food on the table, and that was kind of about yeah. it. Breadwin- breadwinner was what your job was. Yeah, I never ever saw my dad do housework apart from he mowed the lawn, he did the yard work. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I'm seen. Bandits just like me. Yeah. You know, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, I mean, they do a lot of laundry and don't wear any clothes. But, it's but kind of ironic, isn't it? <laughs> and no, doing laundry. Never any pants either. It's, no, it's weird. Pants. It's like the Donald Duck thing, you know. Yeah. Remember the Donald Duck thing? Yeah. He never wore pants. He never wore pants. But as soon as he got in the shower, he'd cover up his bits. <laughs> I'm like, you never wear any pants. <laughs> Joe, you've, you've yeah. talked a little bit about Bandit, but yeah. you know, you're a dad who works in the media. We've talked a little bit about some of those negative stereotypes, right. but are there any other ways you see him challenging those kind of those bumbling dads that we've seen in the last couple of decades? Uh, I think almost every episode, there's a way that he is present and and just he's loving and fun. And what I love about this show, too, is I think the idea of comedy for dads has been this narrow idea of like, you can be you can be funny and lovable, but you know, you gotta, you basically gotta be an idiot still about things that are related to, to fatherhood. And to bring it back to what you were saying about your dad, you know, my father, my father-in-law too, I mean, even when they have grandchildren now, it's like they couldn't change a diaper, you know? And you're yeah, like, how, yeah. how hard, it's that really that hard guys? Like, why have you never done this in your entire life? And so what I'm really trying to look at now is that transition. I don't want to be the same kind of dad mine was. Mine was not around. And honestly, I just don't want to screw up my kid. Like, I feel like a lot of our dads of our generations did for us. And so how in one generation can we try to change this? How in one generation can we say, I know we can be better and we can make a better difference. And I want to give dads that opportunity to find this joy. I love being a parent. I love being a dad. And I didn't think I would. Seriously, I, from all my experiences, I'm like, maybe I'll really get into my kid when he's older and playing sports or something. Mm. I never thought at age two, I was going to be all in. And I want to give dads that permission to be like, this is awesome. Be there. You can be a masculine dad and still have a lot of fun with your kid. And so Bandit... What he does, and at least he did for me, Bandit was the first person, person, <laughs> but he's the first- Talking dog. Yeah, for, my role model is a stinking talking dog, okay? I will admit it, but he, the show gave me a metric for the first time to be like, this is what a great dad is looks like and is trying to do. 
I'm not bandit. I'm never going to be bandit. That's impossible. But I can try to do some of those things. And when I make that happen, I know I'm doing the right thing. And I know I'm being a good dad. And that has made a huge difference in my own parenting journey. And I think one of the other things that um, maybe society's put on men is that you end up taking a lot of identity in what you do. Mm-hmm. So your career and how that's panned out for you. Double that and in the United States. Yeah, like, that's yeah. That's really tied up in our identity. But I, I, I watch Bandit and we know, you know, he's an archaeologist. There's the gag, you know, he digs up bones. <laughs> but I kind of don't feel like his identity's wrapped up in what he does. Mm-mm. His identity's wrapped up in being present for the kids. Um, you know, I was having another conversation just the other day with another dad about, we actually went on a, uh, a school excursion to Australia Zoo, you know, home oh, of the nice. Irwins and the, the crocodile hunter. Um, <laughs> and the fact that I was able to get the day off work with another dad where all the other parent volunteers were mums. And I know our two kids, they just were beaming because their dads were there. But That's for great. so many dads, they Isn't don't that have that flexibility. Yeah, and such a good we were like the number one dads because we gave up about five hours of our day to spend time with the kids and they just loved it. I kind of feel like that's part of what Bandit is kind of instilling in modern Uh day dads. Uh There are these moments um, of fatherhood where, I mean, well, let's first say, it was great that you were there at that zoo for your kids. Like, I know that feeling and it feels amazing. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, that should be a normal thing. We shouldn't be looked at as dads as being superheroes because we got to do that thing because moms are not getting that same kind of treatment yeah, too. Absolutely. There's there's a double standard here. And dads should just they're not they're not the babysitter. You know, they're the dad. They are absolutely should be equal in parenting and it should just be part of our who we are as a country, as a people, to say Let's make sure that dads have the same opportunities as moms. Let's go make sure they have great relationships with their kids. Because when dads are present, there's so many other beneficial things in their lives that, you know, there are millions of studies about. Like, let's make, let's have more bandits in this world and less Al Bundy's and less, you know, Tim the (laughs) Toolman Taylor's. That's, That's what this is about. It's how do we make this relevant for every dad out there. Yeah. Because I, the kids do pick up on those negative stereotypes. Oh, like yeah. even just the other day we were driving to school and I had my two in the back and they were talking about the TV shows that they were liked and they were running through a great big list and they got to Peppa Pig. Do uh, you like Peppa Pig? No, I hate Peppa Pig mm-hmm. because Daddy Pig is dumb. And that's what they said. They said, Daddy Pig really? is dumb. Wow. He's always losing stuff. He's dumb. And then the other one said, yeah, remember that one where he couldn't find his glasses? He was sitting on them. He's so dumb. Mm. They, so they, they do pick up on it, don't they? <sighs> they really do. They pick up on things whether we want them to or not. Um, I don't know if I should tell this story, but I was just coming here. Uh, I'm calling home. I'm in the airport. I'm checking in. And it was just, it was really loud around me. I'm in an airport, you know? And my son... Um, he's like, it's really loud, Daddy. It sounds like there are uh, plates breaking everywhere. And it's like, it's like that time when you broke that plate. And I'm like, oh, my God, Gabe, will you let me, like, you will not let me live this down. Like, okay, four years ago, I had a bad moment, and I broke a plate. Like, I'm not <laughs> proud of it, but this kid will not let me <laughs> live this down. And they're, they're picking up on those things. So the, the best thing I can do, though, is try to give them a thousand positive core memories that hopefully kick out this other negative one out there. <laughs> Rack them and stack them, kids. We've got a... Oh! 
Well, look, we've talked a lot about Bluey and Brisbane and Bandit, but um, you know, tell me about this documentary that you're oh. filming and what you hope to achieve from this from this film. Thank you. Um, well, I'm so glad to be here. Um, it's been something I've been working on for two years, and now I get to finally be here. It's called Grown Up Dad. And really, it's about the evolution of fatherhood and really what I hope for changes in fatherhood in both media and in real life. And then it's really also just me trying to make sure I get to be a better dad. I don't want to repeat the mistakes of my father. And when I talk to a lot of other dads, they're the same thing. They're like, they, our dads taught us how to earn money, but they didn't tell us how to be dads. Mm, good and, point. And so how do men like me who had no role model at home, I didn't have one in my orbit. How do we figure out how to be better dads and how do we try to change that in a single generation? Because I do not want to give any of the uncertainties and frustrations to my kid that I got from my father. And so this is about interviewing um, fellow dads, people who, who really care about changing behaviors from the past too. And honestly, I'm really excited to talk to a lot of people here in Australia because what cultivated here, Australians embraced Bluey. And this is an amazing show about great parenting. That didn't just come in Joe Brum's idea. The audience had to receive it and want it. And so the more I more I read about it, the more I'm like, I have to come to Brisbane and see what's in your water here. Like, what is going on? Because this is a great place. This is a great show. And it has taken over the world. I'm I'm coming all the way from Philadelphia, but it's all, Australia, it's everywhere. UK, it's everywhere. It's all over the States. It's a great show. Let's figure out where that magic's coming from. Oh, if I could just get into Joe Brum's head for a minute know, there and right? figure out some of that magic. <laughs> but I mean, part of it maybe is just the, the, the Queensland kind of lifestyle. You know, maybe we're a bit more laid back than everywhere else in the world. I don't know. I, I look forward to interviewing everyone. I've In pre-interviews, I've definitely talked to people. It's been a common theme. It's like, we're a little bit more laid back. It's okay to be a little more funny with our with our kids. And it's like, okay, if that's it, then how do I bring that back home? How do I help other dads realize, like, no, please go play and be, be silly because that's going to be one of the best ways to be the best dad you can be. Absolutely, and it's going to go by so quick. It is. Because, you know, my boy's just turned eight. Eight. You know, oh, wow. we're, we're, you know another you know, eight or nine years and he's a grown-up. You know, it's it, just going so fast. Mine just uh, turned six, like I understand completely. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, look, um, are you able to give us any little sneak peeks about the documentary? <laughs> it's a little early to give much of a preview right now. I will say in, in talking to people, we've got uh, interviews lined up here in Brizzy. Then we're heading to Sydney and Melbourne um, over the next uh, week and a half. And one of the best quotes I've heard so far is like, Bandit has done more for improving fatherhood than all of the talks and pamphlets and group, you know, chats in the entire country. It's just like, it's, he's such a powerful force. And I'm really looking forward to talking about how does that happen and how do we even spread that joy to dads across the world. Well, he's absolutely started a conversation about, you know, parenting and fatherhood. You know, so much so that, you know, you've travelled halfway around the world to, you know, talk about Bandit. 10,000 miles, yeah. yeah. It's 30, 31 hours. <laughs> thank you so much for having a chat to us on the podcast today. Really appreciate your time. Um, where can people find oh, out more about you. the film if they want to look it up? Uh, right now, please go to grownupdadmovie.com. That's grownupdadmovie.com. And please sign up because I still need to build this audience and show that there are a lot more fans out there for Bandit. We want more Bandits and less Al Bundys in the world. If you're someone like that, grownupdadmovie.com. Thanks again, Joe, for your time. Thank you for having me. Farewell! We shall meet again! 
I will always be there for you. For you are my true love. But I just need half an hour on the couch. See ya. This is Bluey's Brisbane. The podcast about bushwees, bumworms and Brisbane. Just having another laugh, love.